1: hello it's chris malone with you again back for the 98.5 ktk morning show recap for tuesday may 23rd 2023 man this year's flying by quick isn't it hey we gave you the ingredients to make your own ice cream sandwich in fact i reminded you uh, if you did listen to the segment that i'd post the recipe in the recap for today because who doesn't love ice cream and who doesn't love ice cream sandwiches. Really kind of simple for you to make. All you need is a box of chocolate cake mix, some regularly used ingredients you probably have in your home, and your favorite ice cream. What you're going to start is to make the, uh, the sandwich part of the ice cream sandwich. So in a large bowl, you combine the cake mix with about a quarter cup of shortening and a quarter cup of soft butter, one egg, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Very important you put that in there. Um, when you mix that all together, the batter will be somewhat firm and polyable. So you're going to divide the batter into four equal parts. And then in between two pieces of wax paper, you're gonna roll one part of that batter with a rolling pin. And uh, you're going to uh, roll that out fairly flat. And then you're gonna flip that onto an ungreased 10 by six baking pan. Remove the remaining paper and score the dough into eight pieces. You know how you do that, just uh, with a toothpick or something like that. Uh, Stick that in the oven at 350 degrees for about eight to 10 minutes or until puffed. And then immediately when it comes out of the oven, Cut along the score lines you made, and prick little holes in each piece of the, of the cookie with a fork. That'll keep it from bubbling and staying that way. Cool it on a wire rack. Then you're going to want to cut your firm ice cream to match the baked goods shape and assemble. Sounds delicious and easy. A lot of fun for the kids to do as well. Uh, if you have a dog, <laughs> you've known this for a while, that when they're getting ready to uh, make a number two, They generally will um, find a general area they want to go to, and then they start the circle. I used to call that coming in for a landing, but they will just kind of do the little circle, and then they will finally stop and go to the bathroom. Why do they do the little circle? There's a few theories that have circulated. Uh, One is that uh, trampling around in a circle actually flattens the grass around so that when they are going potty, the grass is not hitting their tuchus because, you know, you're kind of in a a, a compromised position where uh, something could really, really bother you. Another explanation could be that they're scanning for snakes or predators before they become completely occupied. But there's one scientist that says, no, why they circle has to do with the Earth's magnetic pull. They've known this for a while, that animals use Earth's magnetic poles to migrate or to orient themselves And A researcher, Heinrich Berta, of uh, Czech Republic says that he has spent the last two years watching 70 dogs go to the bathroom. How exciting is that? What do you do for a living? Oh, I watch dogs and cats go to the bathroom. Oh, okay, great conversation piece. In any case, he did it all for science, and what he found is that when the magnetic field of the Earth was calm, which is about 20% of the time when the light is out, dogs prefer to poop facing either north or south. And when the magnetic pole was less stable, they just circled and went anywhere they wanted to go so I my own theory is that it's kind of like a ceremonial thing like you're you're getting your juices flowing that you're about to go to the bathroom uh, i think that's why they circle that's my my own two cents but the next time you're waiting and wondering why if they are pointing north or south you know that the earth's magnetic field apparently is pretty stable uh we talked about the hidden calories of our summertime beers that we love so much um, mainly because they're not out there and I thought it was interesting I think Ireland just passed a law that starting in 2026 all alcoholic beverages must include health warnings as well as calorie counts which I thought why is it that alcoholic beverages out of everything is really kind of shy about hiding or telling you how many calories and Uh, carbs and stuff or whatever in in, in their beverage, unless it is a a light beer that's supposed to be uh, good, you know, less carbs and calories. But in any case, until that happens here in the U.S., uh, here's some information for you to keep in mind. Hard sodas and spiked seltzers, they're very popular right now, but they are just like soft drinks. They are filled with hidden sugar. In fact, some of them have the equal amounts of sugar that you'd find in a soft drink. So it's literally them just putting alcohol into a soft drink. So um, if you have three or four of those, you're probably going to reach your quota for sugar for for quite a long time. Um, And then also when you look at talking about popular craft beers, this is kind of a good thing to keep in mind. The more alcohol content, the higher number of calories you're going to have. For example, a 12 ounce beer with a 9 percent alcohol by uh, by volume, average alcohol by volume, has about 270 calories. While a beer with an alcohol content of 4.5% contains about 135. That's half. So uh, that's something to consider. But just as, as the alcohol content goes up, you can figure out that the, um, uh, the calorie count's going to be up as well. And then also those trendy summertime alcoholic drinks, the Shandy-style craft beers, they're refreshing and they are delicious. Just keep in mind that they do have a lot of sugar.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: No one really seeks out insomnia, but by golly, it seems to seek you out, right? And just when you need it least. Lying in bed, staring at the clock, and reminding yourself of how desperately you need to fall asleep causes anxiety, which turns feeds your insomnia. So one, doc, one doctor recommends you never look at the time when you're trying to fall asleep. In fact, ignore any instance of time when battling sleeplessness. They say without a clock, you might worry that you don't know what time it's you're going to get up uh you don't know when the alarm's going to go off uh you don't know how much sleep you're going to have and that causes that anxiety when reality even though you if you're not looking at a clock you may think you're not falling asleep but you may be dozing in and out getting some sleep and you're not even really understanding it and i guess the best part of the advice is to listen <laughs> when the if the alarm hasn't gone off yet it's still nighttime That's still time for you to sleep And that's all you really need to know about time and insomnia. Nearly 2.1 million Floridians are expected to hit the road for the Memorial Day weekend, which is about 25,000 more drivers than they were in 2022. So if you thought traffic was bad last year, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Fortunately, AAA has made some predictions as to the best and worst times to hit the road for Memorial Day weekend. And what they used is data from past holiday weekends to give you as a guide. And what they found is that Memorial Day Monday is the worst day to travel. They say traffic begins to get crowded after 10 a.m., and the worst congestion actually kind of uh, peaks between 12 noon and 3 p.m., all the times that you're on the road wanting to get home. Friday is the second worst day to drive for the Memorial Day weekend, with congestion beginning at around noon. And the worst time to travel between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. The Thursday before the holiday weekend and the Tuesday afterwards are not as bad as Monday and Friday, but you'll do yourself a favor by leaving before 1 p.m., either the Thursday before or the Tuesday after, uh, as you can expect the heaviest congestion uh, congestion to be on the traditional afternoon rush hours between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Leaving the Saturday and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend as being the least congested days on the road. And then, finally, we talked about getting paid for margaritas and gambling. At least, well, you'll be in Las Vegas to test those margaritas, so if you gamble, that's entirely up to you. But there's a Canadian travel company that's seeking out one traveler to jet off to lost wages and taste test margaritas. The job, as I'm using air quotes here, pays $4,000, which you can use to for your travel and your margaritas and such as well. Uh, you'll be the judge and jury of uh, casino margaritas, and you will base them on taste, presentation, ingredient, quality, atmosphere, and overall experience. After you take that selfie with the margarita, you'll show you the results on social media. And uh, there you go. Must be 21 or older in order to enter. You can visit uh, by, uh, or or fill out the entry form, by visiting casino.ca, since this is a Canadian travel company. Casino.ca slash become an official margarita tester. So casino dot c a slash become an official margarita tester you can enter by october 1st and you'll need to if you do end up getting the job you'll have to book off a week sometime between november 1st and february of next year in order to make your trip and pass judgment on margaritas so there you go the show for today tuesday may 23rd 2023 i'm chris malone thanks so much for listening I always welcome your comments and your feedback you can email me c m a l o n e at odyssey.com that's a-u-d-a-c-y